Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Valeri going back onto the track. He turns to look, and this one is off the wall. Did it go over the yellow line? It did. So Corey Seager... Hits it over the 4-10 marker in dead center. What an at-bat there. It's a three-run blast to give Texas a 5-0 lead. A quick development from the last segment during the expressway. Must-listen every day, commercial-free from 7-20 to 8. Uh, Peyton's weekend target, the sister of Atolo, trying to uh, throw in the alley-oop, uh, was listening. And she texted. Now, she made her... She, so, she made her... Account back private, so it was private Instagram. last week. Yeah, nice going, Bobby. And then it became pu- it became public. Bobby said it became public yesterday or over the weekend. I just looked. I saw yesterday it was public. And then now it's back to being private after that segment. Very, I, very odd. We didn't give her a real name. No. If we gave her a real name, do you know how many more followers she would have right now? Oh. It would have detonated. And then she sent you a message, Pepe. What was it? She Before said, we get to Jared Sandler, she said I was on my way to work. Thought I'd give you a listen. And then she re- sent back another message, said, don't stress about it. You're doing great. Ask oh. her Ask her oh. if she wants us to get her some Instagram followers. Yeah. Ask her if she, if she, want, if she wants the uh, Instagram followers. We'll see how many we can pick up for her. It'll blow up. And then Peyton will be way left out in the way cold. Way left out in the cold. <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all these Tolos be hitting her Slide up. Slide into DMs. Slide into right. DMs. Let's just, just say what I said. You'll be fine. Hey, what, did you wanna, what, did, what do you think he should write back to that? Oh, it's just tell her. You want to co- ask her? You want to come celebrate National Kahlua Day with me? <laughs> Let's go drink. Kahlua. Let's go get some White Russians. Let's go, oh, I love White Russians. Let's bring in Jared Sandler, Rangers Insider, on the Diamond Factory Hotline here on 105.3 The Fan. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. I, it's great to have you guys out here in Arizona. <laughs> I know it's beautiful this time of year. Hey, we're blaming the Rangers. Yeah. I said we were told they can't open the facility at 3 a.m. Uh, we've well, only wait, been... hold on. Are you? What are you talking about? I saw this guy on all fours with a leash around his neck being walked by some girl. I assumed it was RJ and Sarah. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, you think that's an insult? That's a compliment to chop you. Yeah, I know. I love having, a, having something tied around my neck. <laughs> he loves that. All right. So, what, what were the uh, what were the first escapades? The, the guys landed there last night. What, what's the, did you guys go out? Who partied hard? Well, we went to a Mexican restaurant called Amigos, where on the menu it says, after the first bowl of chips and salsa, they charge three ninety nine for any refills. No! Oh, that's just terrible. I've never heard that. So, yeah, I've never heard of that either. So we almost walked out. Uh, but we uh, 
uh, brought us, I think, sweet talk them into to making sure we got the necessary amount of refills. Uh, <laughs> we had like a 25 minute wait. So uh, Wolchuk and Chiafalo went on a little uh, adventure to go find some some goods for themselves. Uh, and I think they uh, uh, they they opened their their bag of trick and treats trick or treats uh, later that night. But uh, it was it was a somewhat tame night. A lot of a lot of fun. Everyone went out except for one person. Uh, who had a uh, me? I think Dawson had like a soccer meeting or something. Uh, and then afterward, yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I'm, that actually wasn't a job. I think he had like some soccer. Oh. You know. uh, but then we, uh, yeah, then we came back to the room, and uh, my room has a lot of space, so a few of us went and, and hung out and uh, watched the end of the, uh, the the Nuggets game. And yeah, we got a, a family dinner Wednesday, and I'm sure we'll we'll go out, you know, the other days as well and uh, have nice. some fun. Nice. All right, Paul. I miss you guys though, because no one, no one partied. I I don't know that I had as much fun with anyone as I had with you and RJ when you guys would come out. Uh, oh, I appreciate. No, that. I'm serious. Sean Sean would Sean would drink, uh, <laughs> and somehow turn it around for a show at three thirty or four thirty, and <laughs> RJ would hang out on the couch and watch TV, and we you know shoot the you know what, and uh, yeah. I miss you guys. Oh, love you, man. Appreciate that. Poll question. Before we get into all these baseball changes, who do you trust more at the end of a game, <laughs> Jason Kidd or Mike McCarthy? So when I first saw that question this morning, I thought it said Jason Kidd or Mike Bassick, uh, which I think would also be an interesting question. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think I go with Mike McCarthy. I don't think Jason Kidd has any clue what to do at the end of games. And even last year when I thought he did a good job overall, uh, the Mavs basically relied on Luka to hit a 30 foot shot. And if he did, which he did a few times, it was great. Uh, but there was no organization. They didn't seem like they had a plan. Uh, so I, I think it's the lesser of two evils, uh, but I'll go with, with Mike McCarthy. And if I may, uh, just some quick thoughts from yesterday's Mavs game. First of all, I think Jason Kidd would love to coach like the 2003 Pistons. He clearly <laughs> just wants guys who can play defense and he doesn't have a clue what to do with guys who, uh, really struggle, but that's not all his fault because that's the roster they constructed. You know, people were upset they lost to the Lakers, and I know the Lakers haven't had a great year, but the Lakers would beat the Mavs in a best-of-seven series. I, I, they might even win it in five games. And I, Whoa. I, I'm i not as emotional as Basic, but I, I love the Mavs just as much as Basic, so it pains me to say this. But the, Ma- the, the Mavs roster is a great fantasy basketball roster, uh, but it's not a roster that's going to make a run in the playoffs. They have, you got to have at least, like, two or three of these things. you got to have uh, a big who can be a force either offensively or defensively. They don't have that. you got to have guys who, ju- like who, are, who should get 30-plus minutes who are two-way players, and they got guys who will play 30-plus minutes who maybe can contribute a little bit on both ends, but they're not guys who you look at and like, yeah, that's a guy who should be averaging 32 minutes a game. They don't have two-way players. They don't really have guards who you want out there for extended periods of time who can keep guys from getting into the paint. Uh, and they don't have depth. And if you can find me a team that has had success in the NBA playoffs without that stuff, uh, then I'll, I'll raise my right hand and tell you guys, you know what? You're right. Uh, that's, that's not required to have success. But the Mavs have none of those things. Uh, and they're going to be maybe one and done. If not one and done, they'll win one series, and that's it. Because this is not a team that is built to have any level of success in the playoffs. Ooh. You look at the Lakers, that second half, they turn things on defensively. The Mavs just don't have the ability to do that. The sports-obsessed Jared Sandler bringing it here on the home of the Rangers. You get to start with what to pick with, Rangers weekend recap 
or the changes for the sport? Opening impressions. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I'll do the changes for the sport because that's you know obviously the the biggest story in in yeah. baseball, and I mean I think uh, you know one of the, the bigger stories in sports uh, over the last few days, and I love it. Uh, you know, yesterday the Rangers. You're not going to be old curmudgeon-y that, guy like stop tricking up my, the sport I fell in love with. Um, well, stop screwing up America's pastime. No, because this isn't the, what we've watched the last five to ten years. Isn't what people no, fell in no. love with. Yep. You know th- that that's what people are getting wrong. People are saying, oh, you're uh, you know, you're, you're, you're changing the sport. Uh, you're, you're, you're turning into something that it's, it's never been. And that's, that's a lie. You're just returning it to what it was the last five to 10 years games taking, you know, three plus hours on average. That that's not what the sport was. That wasn't what the sport was when it was the most popular spectator sport in America. Uh, and, and you're still playing nine innings. There's still, you know, 27 outs aside or, or 24, you know, depending on which team wins. Uh, that's not change. You're not starting with a one-one count. You're not you're not tricking the sport up. Uh, you're just playing games that uh, have more action in less time. And yesterday's game uh, that the Rangers played against the Guardians would have taken three hours and thirty minutes last year. It took about two forty-nine yesterday. Uh, they've played two games right around two and a half hours already. It, it's it's the uh, I, I retweeted a tweet from John Boy of James Karinchak who pitches for the Guardians. Actually got called for a pitch clock violation yesterday. And it showed exactly why he stood on the mound. He like scratched his balls four times. He threw the ball up in the air like seven times. Uh, and then the pitch clock ran out and that's not baseball. I don't think anyone enjoys watch. Like that's, you want to watch guys stand around for seven hours and do nothing. Go watch cricket. I've, I've, I've watched cricket wow. before. My dad's, you know, my family's from South Africa. That's people stand around for most of the time. It's not that exciting. I promise you. Mm. Uh, but you want to watch, uh, you want to watch guys who, you know, are, are, there's more action in less time than watch baseball uh, or, or then watch this version of baseball compared to uh, the last version. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the NHL. You're not going to have as much consistent action uh, in two and a half, two hours, 15, whatever it is. Uh, but you're also not going to have 30 minutes of, of dead time like baseball has had in recent years. So I think this is a huge win for the sport. Is it the only thing they need to do to regain popularity? Absolutely not. But I think it will uh, certainly drives some interest back into the sport because now you don't have to sit through a three-and-a-half-hour game where uh, people are just standing around for 40 unnecessary minutes that drags out the game. Sandler, I, I loved it as well. Um, are there any adjustments they need to make to how they're doing it? Like, I hated the end. I hate, you know, For all it's good, I hated that a game ended uh, the way it did in that Sox-Braves game. I, I, like, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to ruin the ending for the fans and, you know, 3-2... Two outs, runners on. Like, that's just not how I want a game to end. Like, are there any adjustments that they could make to this to make it better? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, RJ, I love the way that game ended. And I hope it happens 10 more times this spring so that it doesn't happen in the regular season. Uh, The data shows that over the last two years in the minors, it took about a month for players to adjust, but they didn't have spring training uh, to their benefit. So that month hopefully is spring training and not the regular season. A rule's a rule. You know, if mm-hmm. a guy box with a runner at third and two outs in the ninth inning of a tight game, you don't just say, hey, ah, you know what? I don't want the game to end like this, so we'll let that slide. This is a rule. Like, that's, yeah, that's but in a world, what if it's game seven of the World Series? I, I mean, yeah, that would suck, but follow the rules. I mean, that, that's what people need to get in their head. This is a rule. This is not a mm-hmm. suggestion. Yeah, would that be an awful way to end the World Series? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And what I will say, one thing that I love is that umpires have – the discretion to uh, delay the start of the clock, like in emotional situations. Mm. All right. So if you've got a, a bases loaded situation in the bottom of the ninth game, seven of the world series, 
the umpires, they don't have to rush the clock. And I think you're going to see that in the playoffs. I think you're going to see more leeway from the umpires. They're not going to let guys, you know, go without a clock, but they might not start the clock right away. But when you have runners on, it's 20 seconds. That's plenty of time. It should not take you 20 seconds to throw a pitch. The one thing that talking to players who like the rule changes, like the pitch clock, they said, you know what, I wonder if we can make 15 seconds, 17 seconds. And that's the clock with no runners on, 15 seconds. So, uh, you know, I, I spoke to Jonah Heim yesterday. Jonah, you know, as a catcher, obviously has a lot of responsibility, and he's very much impacted by this because he's got to get on the same page with the pitcher. And he said 20 seconds is fine. Runners on 20 seconds, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, but, you know, a few players have said, you know, I wonder if 15 seconds can be 16 or 15 can be 17. So, I mean, I, I, listen, guys, I hope that games don't end that way. I don't like uh, I don't like the possibility that a game might end that way. But it's also a rule, and you can't, you can't pick and choose when you're going to apply that rule if you want it to be effective. That's why, you know, the minor leagues have had a clock for seven years. The first five years, they didn't really enforce it that you know, that tightly and the game times didn't change. So if you set the precedent of you're going to pick and choose when to enforce it, then all of these changes are going to be all for naught. Jared, uh, Nathan Evaldi pretty much solidified himself as a Cy Young contender uh, over the weekend. <laughs> just, just looked fantastic. Uh, just in general, your impressions, I guess, of Evaldi and, and the the staff as a whole, how they've looked uh, through these first couple spring training games, anybody who's stood out and been impressive. Well, you know, it's tough to judge through just a few games, but I'll tell you. Well, screw uh, me then, yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I, 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 it, it's, a, it's a fair <laughs> question, right? Because uh, this is the first time we've seen Nathan Avaldi in a Rangers uniform pitching a game. And I, I, Jonah Heim caught him. I'll give Jonah a second mention here this segment. And Jonah said that's the best split finger he's ever caught. Uh, and, you know, there aren't a ton of guys who throw split fingers. And so I think that's almost to Nathan Avaldi's advantage because it's not a pitch that, guys see a lot of, you know, as, as tough as any pitch is, the more that uh, a batter sees that pitch, you know, the, the better opportunity they have to adjust. There just aren't a lot of guys who really throw split fingers the way Nathan Evaldi does. And it was really impressive watching him work. The velocity was there, which was great. You know, he hit 98, 99 on the radar gun. Will he be able to do that over six and seven innings as opposed to two? You know, I don't know. We'll see, but he definitely looks sharp. Uh, John Gray was really good yesterday. Uh, but my biggest takeaway from, you know, from, uh, from Nathan Avaldi and John Gray is just like, you think of who the Rangers are going to roll out. All right. So it's Avaldi, Gray, obviously DeGrom, you got Martin Perez, who's an all-star and then Andrew Heaney guys last year, when John Gray was hurt, if Martin Perez did not, or if the Rangers did not win the game that Martin Perez started, they were going to have a heck of a time winning the next four games until he started again. That's not going to be a problem for the Rangers this year. They've got a lot more depth. And uh, I think John Gray guys, if, if you told me all five pitchers gave you 25 plus starts, uh, I think John Gray is the second best pitcher on this team. Uh, and I just think that he's kind of getting overshadowed by all the moves to the rotation, including, of course, the big addition of Jacob deGrom. So, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch. And it's just exciting knowing that, you know, every single game the Rangers go out there, you know, as long as these guys are healthy, they're going to have a pitcher who very well might be the better pitcher in the starting pitching matchup, which was rarely the case last year. There's a point in August, uh, last year, early August, where it looked like Jose Leclerc might not ever turn it around again. And then he finished really, really strong to close out the season. Uh, had his first outing. How's he looking? Yeah, you know, he looked he looked good. The velocity was up, and I think he'll be the closer to start the year. Uh, he's going to leave the team here shortly uh, and go pitch for the Dominican and the WBC. Uh, and I think that actually might be to his advantage because he's not a starting pitcher. 
and so, you know, you're not really worried about him logging too many innings or being rushed. And it's actually going to put him in a position where uh, he's going to throw in some high leverage situations, some emotional situations. And so, you know, that might prepare him a little bit better to take on some high leverage situations early in the year. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez and Brock Burke, maybe even Ian Kennedy, uh, you know, are, are guys who could be candidates to, to get some high leverage innings uh, to start the season. But uh, I think that Jose Leclerc's likely the guy to be the closer uh, when the year begins. And, you know, he looked good the other day. Uh, you got some uncomfortable reactions from hitters. And you can maybe take a little bit more away from guys who are pitching in the WBC because they're usually a little bit ahead of schedule. You know, they're, they're trying to be a little more competitive in their outings. Uh, and uh, it was it was definitely good seeing Leclerc do his thing. And he finished the year strong, which I think was also a good sign, just getting further and further away from his injury. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, much, much more. Wish we were uh, out there hanging, and we'll catch up on the radio. Sounds good, guys. I'll see you guys later. Jared Sandler, Rangers insider on the Diamond Factory Hotline. The most bizarre story of the weekend having to do with a former Cowboy. What's up with Byron Jones? And this guy's being blocked from buying the commanders in the NFC East. It's all next, right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.